Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney and myself. And we're going to talk about HSAs this go around because we haven't done that, Phil. And, and I think no. it's really kind of underserved great tool in mm -hmm. the financial advisors tool belt. And so that's what we're going to yep. hit up this week. HSAs, health savings accounts. What's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Loving the fall weather. So yeah, it's cool. Uh, as I, I never wear long sleeves, but it's getting, uh, I was going to say, stuff. you got the long sleeves going on today. Uh -huh. So right. yeah. Hey, so let's talk about this a little bit. Many people refer to them. I've heard a lot of advisors talk about them as a, a, a Roth on steroids. Mm -hmm. Uh, a super, super Roth. Roth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we've got an HSA, my wife and I. Mm -hmm. So it's, it seems like it's a fairly uh, common thing for more and more people have nowadays, but they don't really know what they can do for them. And, and right. what it is exactly, really, how it works. Yeah. And yeah. I think we think, well, we, we put into it from our job uh, and then we just use it when we go to pay our co-pays and yep. that's kind of it, right? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to an HSA and it could be a really valuable tool. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think often, like you said, they're, they're misunderstood, misused. I mean, there, yeah. there's, there are huge planning tools. So, yeah. Yeah. so I thought it'd be good to just dive in and talk about what they are. And, and uh, I've got some notes here, hence the glasses. Uh, sure. So we'll see what's going on. So first thing I said, HSA, it's a health savings account. Health savings account. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now there's, there's kind of a cool thing about the tax field. So let's talk about the fact that there's, it's triple non-taxed. So can you right. explain that? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's one of the why we call it the super Roth is one of those unique vehicles that you get benefits on both sides. You get a deduction going in, right? Um, all the growth is effectively tax deferred, but can be tax free, just like a Roth. And the catch, though, is that it has to be used for medical, right? You know, so I mean, it's it's one of those vehicles that you get the deduction on the way in, and the growth is tax free on the way out too, including the deduction. So the money that you you know put in is is deductible and then they're not making you pay tax on the way out unlike an ira it's deductible on the way in taxable on the way out yep a roth is not deductible on the way in but not taxable on the way out well this okay. is deductible on the way in and not taxable on the way out so right. yeah you want to fund this thing as much as you can because you know it, it, there's no other vehicle like it so it's uh, pretty incredible and we're going to get to that because there are limitations and stuff right and it's also not a uh use it or lose it correct yeah. yeah, the most uh, similar aspect that, that, that's been out there prior to this would have been the health uh, reimbursement accounts or HRAs. Okay. All you right. know, the right. use it or lose it type of concept. But yeah, that's yeah. one of the unique things, you know, like a 401k, you know, at the company, it's yours. It's it's yeah. a funded account for you. You get to take it. It's portable. So, yep. Yeah. And it, it, this, again, it's a really cool vehicle. So let's get into some more specifics here. That was kind of mm -hmm. just a general overview. Yep. Um, who's going to qualify for an HSA? Uh, obviously, it's got to be offered by the company plan that you work for, correct? Well, yes and no. I mean, so an oh, HSA okay. is a lot of times, especially if it's through a company, it's going to be paired up through the company just to make it easier for employees, but it doesn't okay. have to be. Okay. All right. Good to know. But the, the catch to, to an HSA is that you have to have a high deductible plan. Right. It, it and it, it's not just a, a, oh, a high deductible plan. You know, it's got to be the IRS's definition of a high deductible plan. <laughs> right. You know, so you yeah. can't think, oh, that's a high deductible. You know, I'm, you know, I'm paying 500 bucks. That's high. Well, no, it's got to be no. what the IRS yeah. defines as high deductible. And they are high. Yeah. So their, their definition of high deductible at a minimum mm -hmm. is 1400 for single, 2800 for family. Okay. You know, so deductible again, this means that 100% your responsibility until 
you hit these thresholds. Number. Right. You know, so they can be a bigger number. I mean, $2,800, you know, you're thinking, why am I paying insurance premiums for? You know, the thing that to remember in that, though, is that there, the difference is the premium is spent money. It's just gone, right? You're, you're giving it to the insurance company. You'll never see it. Right. You know, it, it is use it and lose it because it's just gone. It's gone. Yeah. Versus if you're paying less premium, you have more exposure through a high, higher deductible. Well, if you take that extra money that you would have been paying in premium, and you put it in an HSA. Well, now it's your money. So you've got so, some little notes here. So like yep. not enrolled in Medicare, what's that mean? Right. So yeah, you can't have any other health coverage, which right. includes Medicare. Okay. You know, so you can't have a high deductible and in some other kind of a health plan to help cover it. It's got to be the high deductible, high deductible plan. Medicare is not a high deductible plan, even though, I mean, technically, if you look at it, there's a lot of exposure, but it from, 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 again, the IRS definition is all that matters. It's not a high deductible plan. And this is where a lot of people get tricked up with, with uh, Medicare is that um, you can't have part A or B okay. coverage okay. Um, and qualify for a high deductible plan. So, you know, if somebody's just going on Medicare, like you traditionally might at 65, pretty right. easy, right? At 65, you're, you're um, off, you're on to Medicare. It's prorated, you know, so if you turn 65 July 1st, mm-hmm. let's say, you know, so the first six months, you can contribute half of the, the premium, the HSA premium for that year or contribution. Contribution. Right. Um, you know, from that point forward that year, you can't. And this is where a lot of people, unfortunately, kind of get tricked up is because if you're still working, let's say, um, you don't have to technically file for Medicare. You've got credible coverage. So right. that's the exception. You can stay on the company plan. You can stay on it, right. But sometimes people think, well, you know, part A, there's no premium for it. So I'm going to go ahead and sign up. You know, so they'll do that. And, and maybe the, the company might even encourage that sometimes because, you know, then there could be some additional coverage and, and you know, right. extra buffer there. So you're thinking, no, it's not a bad deal. But if you're on a, I was going to yeah. say, if you're on an HSA qualified plan, you've just kicked yourself out of the ability to contribute to an HSA. The other time that some people get tripped up with it is that even if you're delaying filing for Medicare um, because you're continuing to work, Mm -hmm. if you have filed for Social Security on or after age 65, it automatically enrolls you in Part A. Right. And, And you can't turn it off. So even right. at Medicare, you know, standpoint, it's not that you, the the HSA is gone and I can't use it. It's you can't contribute. You can't contribute. It's your account, right? You right. can still you use it to pay for qualified medical expenses. So. Yeah, it's still there, and you still have that right. money. You just can't contribute anymore. Right. But okay. the the key with all that is it, you have to really put some forethought into the the election year, right? Because annual age every January right. end of the right. year, you're making the election for the next year on your company's health plan. So if you're turning 65 next year and you're thinking of, you know, um, filing for Social Security, let's say, mm-hmm. and continuing to work, you make that decision up front knowing that, okay, well, I probably am I'm not going to be able to continue to contribute to the HSA. So maybe you want to take a different health plan. Well, and we talk again, we talk about the complications of getting closer to retirement and, and the way, yeah, you could just do the basic stuff that we all hear about. We could mm-hmm. kind of do it. You know, there's a lot of things where you can just kind of let it happen, I suppose. But if you want to be efficient and that's what we're talking about, and that's one of the things we, that's one of the reasons we do the show, right? right. Is, hey, what are some tools out there to use and how can we use them 
to hopefully, you know, better our retirement and our better our retirement strategy and planning. So that, again, this is a great tool to do it. Yep. So yep. a little strategy and then a little bit of planning and a little bit of working with a professional can help you kind of use this tool effectively right. and maximize it. Because most of us, like I said, we had it for a while and we were like, okay, whatever. And then we started learning more about it and we were like, oh, wait a minute, this thing's got, wait a second, there's, there's some stuff in here. So. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the advantage sides of it too, then, uh, since we just talked about the quality, you know, the kind of sure. qualifications. Yep. Um, so tax deductible premiums, including social security, Medicare, if payroll deducted. Okay. So what's that? Right. So um, premiums that you're not premium, but the, the um, contribution, it should be, they can go in Right. is for a single 3650 uh, for family coverage, 7,300. And this is for this year, 2022. Right. Um, That's how much you can put in. That's how much you, how can, much you can put into your HSA. Yeah. You know, so it's your contribution into your, your HSA. 7,300 um, for a family. For a family. Okay. Um, for individuals that are over 55, it's an additional thousand dollars. Now the, the little catch here is that for, let's say it's a family, okay. you know, so husband and wife, um, you can put in 73, but, and it can be in either or the spouse's names, right? So you can technically have an HSA just in one spouse's name. That yes. The whole 73 goes into the extra thousand dollars for being over 55 has to go into that individual's HSA. The person that's over 55. Right. So at right. that point, you now have to have at least another HSA for the person over 55 for their thousand dollar catch up. So it's just and, and that's something to keep in mind in how you're doing. You can't put the extra, you know, so both spouses are over 55. Yeah. You can't put an extra two in the one spouse's HSA. Right. Yeah. That's so a good just, distinction because my wife and I are five years apart. Right. And so I'll hit 55, obviously, five years earlier. So, yeah, right. that's a great distinction for folks that have that age gap. Now, anybody can contribute, as you mentioned, including right. the employer. Including the employer. So this is pretty common where employers will offer HSAs and, and will contribute some, you know, maybe $1,000, 500 whatever it is to your right. HSA if you elect the, the um, high deductible plan because it's cheaper premiums. Yep. So they don't have as much to cover. It helps them on their back end, which Correct. is what we're doing. We're taking that because, because I've have a history of heart issues mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. We're, we're on that, <laughs> that, that you <laughs> referred to earlier, that super high one. And it's like, woohoo, but it definitely has a lot of benefits to it. Uh, the funds roll over each year, which mm -hmm. we, I think we, yeah, so it's a, not a user to lose it. You can right. roll it over. So it's your account, right? So right. it's not, and then there's really nothing you have to do with it. It's just there. It's like an IRA, right? It's, it's your account. Right. It's now we your, talked about so. the tax-free deductions, especially, you know, for qualified right. medical expenses, right? Correct. Uh, so kind of, let's break this down just a little bit more, mm -hmm. but then I want to talk about the fact that you can also do things with it after it doesn't have to yes. be just the medical as well. Right. So yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's tax, tax free if it's used for qualified medical expenses. I mean, you can look up on the IRS, you know, uh, website, what that is, it's anything that would qualify for deducted deductions on a, a schedule, a itemized deduction. And it's pretty hefty. It, it's there's, yeah, it, it's a lot. So think a of, lot. you know, your dental vision, yep. out-of-pocket expenses for, you know, your deductibles, co-pays, prescriptions, whatever that the typical Save medical expenses. Save all your receipts, folks. Save, Save your receipts, right? Or, or a lot of them will make it easy where they give you a debit card, right? So you can actually, right. if you're at the, you know, your eye doctors, just rather than pay with your credit card, pay with the, the debit card for the HSA if you want Which to do it that do. way. It, it can pay for um, medical premiums for Medicare, so Part B, C, and D, but not other um, medical premiums. Not so, I mean, if you're right. So I mean, if you're um, 
you can't pay for a supplemental plan, right. right? So if you're on Medicare, original Medicare plus a supplemental, it can't. You know, if you're on a marketplace plan, it can't pay. You can't pay for the premiums for the marketplace plan out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. A couple of exceptions there. If you're on Cobra, you can pay for the premiums for Cobra. And if you're unemployed, you could pay for the premiums then. You know, so premiums, even though technically, yeah, they're deductible medical expenses, gets a little muddy when it gets to the HSA. Okay. Um, okay. You know, long-term care premiums. I mean, that's another thing you could potentially pay out of here. Mm-hmm. Not the whole premium. It uh, depends on your age. You know, so but 51, that can be a helpful. That can be a helpful bit. Oh, absolutely. So fifty-one yeah. to sixty, it's it's fifty fifteen sixty a year. So it's pretty small. But then it goes up. Uh, age group sixty-one to seventy is forty-five. That's 10, and then yeah. 71 plus it's 56, 40 a year. That's pretty substantial. So you could potentially find long-term care premiums out of the HSA if you wanted to. That's, so, a, that's a great little tip there. I, right. I managed to literally talking with your advisor about if that's something that's going to be on the radar and you have one and you're, you know, yeah, like you said, 70 mm-hmm. approaching 71. Um, uh, the secure act did some changes too, correct? Yeah. So the secure act opened it up a little bit more um, allowing over the counter. So certain over the counter deductions right. to okay. a limit you know, as uh, um, a, what what could, would be considered a qualified medical expense. So, gotcha. so, I mean, these are all things technically you could take out of it. Now, let's think it through a little bit further from a planning standpoint, because you gotcha. could. It, yeah. And most people think of it that way of, okay, well, I'm funding it to pay for my deductibles, co-pays, all that, you know, so put it in, you get the deduction, you get to use it to pay for those, that's great. And, and that works really well. To me, the better option is put the money in, as long as you can afford to cover those with your other funds, do it. Okay. And let that HSA just grow. Right. Think, and think why? Of it like, <laughs> well, think of it like a super Roth for retirement, right? Right. Because when you get to retirement, I mean, we all know medical expenses typically go up, right? I mean, it's, exactly. it's a different world. You're seeing the doctor more, just part of life. Yeah. So you're probably going to have more medical expenses later. So it'd be nice to have this account knowing it's tax-free for medical later on. To kind of build this, this bank. This right. So I, I think of it like a, 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 it's a savings account for medical later on. Okay. You know? um, so if you use it that way, then it's all still tax-free. Now, if you're over 65, you can actually take the money out without a penalty mm-hmm. and, and pay taxes on it. You know, so you could, if you needed it, take the money out, you'd pay tax on like an IRA. It's still yours. You still have access. Right. right. You, yeah. you wouldn't pay a penalty. And we right. didn't mention that. So if you do take money out and it's not a qualified medical and you're not over 65, it's a tax plus a 20% penalty. Okay. So you so really don't want to touch this really don't unless touch it's for it, right. medical if yeah. you're not over 65. Hang on to it for the medical and wait yeah. till you're over 65. Yeah. Okay. But the real advantage that exists in these that a lot of people don't realize is that, like Mark was saying, save your receipts. Yeah. So let's say you funded this for five years, right? You're not taking money out. Keep track of your medical expenses every year. Get an envelope, whatever it is. Keep track of it. Just put it aside. Mm-hmm. You know, five years down the road, something happens, you know, and, and you you need a lump sum of money. You know, mm-hmm. you got all this money in the HSA and you're thinking, ah, oh, I wish I would have done it. Wish I would have taken the money out. You can. Yeah. You don't have to take the medical expenses out of the HSA in the year it happened. You just have to have the documentation to prove that I had medical expenses in those years. So if you've accumulated, you know, five years, 7,300, you got $35,000 sitting in an HSA mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you wanted 20 grand and you have 20,000 of qualified medical expense receipts, take it out. It's tax yep. free. Yep. So it, again, it's a little record keeping, you know, that's going to be yeah, one of the, the disadvantages. You got to keep cool. track of it. 
Yeah, but absolutely. I mean, it's it's something that you can, after the fact, go back and pull money out if you need it. Because that's often where, where people think of the HSA. Yeah, but it's all tied up. I can only, yeah, it's <clears> all tied up me, only use it for medical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if yeah. you've already paid for all these medical expenses out of pocket and you have the proof, mm-hmm. you can always get that money if you need it, if you really wanted it back you and, know, and, and for the, whatever you wanted. And the money can be invested. Absolutely. So it doesn't yeah. have to just be in a bank account. Right. And that's exactly. typically where it starts. It's in a, you know, most banks are the ones that, that offer right. it. Right. But um, once, and it differs by custodian, but once you get above certain levels, usually it's around the 5,000 level. Correct. Once you have that amount in there, now they give you options of you can actually invest it. And so Phil, we'll wrap it up with this because we touched on some of the disadvantages. We talked about the high deductible, right. uh, you know, the growth, the penalization, if you do take it up before 65. So we kind of touched on some of the negatives as well. Yeah. I think we did a pretty good job all the way around on it. As a, as a planner, as a professional, mm-hmm. how often do you see these coming in and how often do you recommend working with them or using them? Um, they're becoming more and more common. I, I yeah. recommend them again, if it fits your scenario, right? Yeah. yeah. The first qualification is looking at your use of medical care in the insurance, right? If, if mathematically it doesn't make any sense where you're going to be that out of pocket, another thousand dollars or more a year, it probably doesn't make sense to go the HSA route, even though, yeah, you can put the money away. It yeah. could. Yeah. You know, but you're probably not, it's not to your advantage as much as it would be somebody that's not using it. Yeah. You know, we, we were kind of curious on that because yeah. we, we wound up getting into it and not really understanding it fully and then wound up starting to have more medical issues than we realized. And maybe another option would have been better, but I think we've worked our way through it now and, and gotten enough knowledge that we've started to figure out how to use it more effectively. And it's become a, a really great tool at 51, right. for example. So I've still got right. ways to go. Yeah. And again, not to say somebody in that scenario is not the right situation. If, if, if that is your situation and you have enough resources to cover outside, mm-hmm. then it could, because it, yeah. it allows you to fund, you know, this HSA for later on knowing that eventually you could pull it back if you needed to. Yeah. And, and for us, we so started, it's, yeah, we started viewing it as well. If I'm having these health problems, you know, early on in the, in the forties and the early fifties, they're only going to be you know, compounded in the 60s. Yeah. So let's go ahead and fund this bad boy. And then we've got something to, uh, right. to make it mo- hopefully make that, you know, easier uh, when we get to that point. So again, I think it's a really useful tool. And so I wanted to get your kind of take on it and let mm-hmm. you break it down because we just haven't really talked much about them. Uh, and they, like you said, they are becoming more and more popular. Yeah. So, you know, we're entering that season where everyone's going to be, right. if you're still employed, you're looking at what the options are for next year. That's right. You know, what, what are the options my company offers? Don't pass by that HSA plan. Look at it, run the math, see, you know, it does. And that's the first thing I always look at is, you know, what's the difference in the premium? Mm-hmm. You know, so, okay, it's, it costs me two, 300 less a month. Well, what's the difference then in my exposure? And, and oftentimes yeah. you're going to have, you're going to pick up more potential out of pocket than what the savings is. Yeah. yeah. So if, if something really bad happens the first year, you might be upside down, right? You're, you've got more exposure than what you've saved. Yeah. But if, you know, two years down the road, chances are mathematically you've saved enough now to cover if you do have a big medical expense and big you hit event. the deductible. Yeah. You know, yeah. so worst case scenario, yeah, now the money's there if you need it. But exactly. Well, yeah, don't get still- scared by the high deductible. Run That's the math, right. kind of run through the numbers, talk to an advisor if you have it, run it by them to see. Yep. 
Um, but I definitely encourage you if, if it's something that's available to you, if you can use the high deductible plan, do it. Take a look. look yeah. At it at least. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, as you said, Phil, it is the season. So right now these things are going on where we're, we're look, starting to look at this stuff. So if you need more information, if you're not using one or you're thinking about it, it's on the radar, whatever, like Phil just said, if you've mm -hmm. got an advisor, not got an advisor, reach out to Phil, have a conversation about an HSA uh, to see if it's the right fit for you. See if it can be a useful tool in retirement planning. Again, it's kind of called the super Roth for a reason. And got a lot of advantages, got some disadvantages yep. too. So yep, make like sure everything. Yep. Make sure it's got the right uh, fit for what you need, but that's the podcast this week, a little bit long, but thanks for hanging in there folks. As we talked about a really important uh, planning tool, another tool in the tool belt. So reach out to Phil, if you'd like to Phil's That's Phil's That's the, uh, the website for the podcast that links you back around to the main one. You can also just call him at 248-888-7530. That's 248-888-7530. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and we'll see you next next time. Phil, thanks, my friend. Catch you later here Take care. on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.